Thank you so much. Amen. Well, what time is it? Oh, I got time. We got good. They, James needs more time, right, James? Yes. Okay. You can sit down. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Willis, and to the, the board. I appreciate that. It's hard to believe. We've been here for 10 years. I remember our first Sunday. I remember I was, I was nervous, and uh, that's gone away, but <laughs> I wasn't sure what the future would hold. And, and I have been able to stand behind this pulpit following a, an amazing legacy of pastors. This church, if you're new here, this is, uh, we're getting close to the 75-year anniversary of this church as an as a, uh, organization, as a church, which is amazing. That's actually coming up in two years. So 73 years of ministry at this church, Open Bible. Amen? I mean, that's, that's a wonderful thing. This church was Calvary Assembly, then it was first Open Bible Church, and then Harvest Land followed that. So uh, many great pastors that I've I've had the chance to follow over the years. And uh, actually yesterday, I think it was yesterday, my dad actually pointed something out to me. He's, uh, he's like, son, you know, you're the second longest pastor this church has ever had as far as years. I'm like, well, really? How that goes by so fast? So, when I, matter of fact, during the testimonies, Gabe, when Gabe was up here, I literally had like a flashback. I'm like, he was this big when I came here. And, you know, some of your kids were, were teeny. Yeah, he was too. So, it's amazing how God works in these ways. And here we are. Amen. I also want to say um, it's good to be here today. It's great to always be in your presence. And yesterday, thank you for your prayers. Uh, I had just a, a tremendous experience uh, myself. And I actually had my dad share his testimony uh, online yesterday with our friends and brothers and sisters in Pakistan. It was an amazing experience. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing, doing it again as often as Pastor John needs me. I will do that. And uh, it was a quite of a, a unique experience standing in front of uh, a little MacBook on top of, of, of copy paper boxes, but being connected to a large crowd in Pakistan. Little did they know that I was standing uh, looking at paper boxes and things like that, but it was amazing. The computer came on, and then there was several hundred people that were just going, Hallelujah. You know, if you remember Pastor John, every time I said hallelujah, they knew what to do. They were like, hallelujah. And uh, so uh, we preached with an interpreter yesterday uh, for about, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes. And uh, that means like literally 15 minutes of preaching with an interpreter. Yeah, but when we did the sinner's prayer, uh, I would say almost every hand seemed to go up in that room. Uh, maybe they were all just ready to rededicate or get saved for the first time. And then uh, had a great testimony of healing from my dad. So a lot of people got prayed for for healing. So what a great experience. And I know many of you were praying for me. I, felt I, I, could, I knew that. And that gave me kind of like a, a boost to know there were people praying for me yesterday in that, that regard. Uh, you know what? We, we give you guys a lot of opportunities to sow seed. And, and maybe, you know, you hear things like the egg extravaganza, like we need candy, we need these things. And maybe once in a while you'll hear something that the Holy Spirit will say, that's an area that I want you to sow into. And so I do say that because there's a couple things coming up. Uh, as Pastor John and Rachel have told me, Whenever we do these, these uh, video sermons and things like that, most of these people are, un these, this is kind of the underground church in Pakistan that I, I preached to yesterday. They don't have, many of them don't have Bibles. So at any time, if anybody feels led, it's $6.50 is how much it costs to give them a Bible in their language. Pastor John and Rachel will take care of that on their end. So that's just something ongoing. If you ever feel led to do that, uh, we're going to just try to support them in that way. 
And also, last thing, thank you, thank you, thank you for those who have been praying for us for our trip to Israel. I cannot be more excited. Um, okay, right there. I just pinched myself because it's happening. <laughs> And it's hard to believe uh, in a week from now we'll be at the Garden of Gethsemane, the Mount of Olives. We'll be all over the place. We're being baptized in the Jordan. I can't wait. Some of you have done that. I'm going under. I'm going under. I can't wait to get baptized. And I don't know what's going to happen when I come out of that water, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be quiet. Let me say that. So I can't wait. And uh, thank you for those who prayed for us. Some of you have been, made us part of your events and things to bless our trip. Last thing, we are going to be able to also partner with a ministry over there. We're not just going on a sightseeing trip. This is a ministry kind of slash sightseeing trip. We have an opportunity to help a, a there's a, mission, a, a, a ministry over there that help young girls who, uh, instead of having abortion, they make a way for them to have this child and they support them with everything they need to raise this child, okay? And this happens, I believe this is in Jerusalem or is this, I don't know, if I can't remember if this is in Palestine. We are actually going into Palestine for a couple of days. Um, so, but what it is, is we are taking a suitcase. Uh, I believe Rami has the suitcase and we are helping fill it with baby socks, pacifiers, and bibs. So, between, I know it's short notice, but some of you have already asked us about it. We were able to have some people participate. We will be here Wednesday. If the Lord lays it on your heart, you go to Kroger and you see a, a cute little pacifier and you say, I want to buy this for their Israel trip. Any way you can get it to us, we're going to take that to Israel and we're going to bless this ministry there with pacifiers, baby socks, and bibs, okay? So that's all we're asking for if that's something the Lord lays on your heart. So maybe one of these things will connect. Maybe you'll say, I want to help out with it the candy for the eggs or the Israel thing or the Bibles. And God gives us opportunities, amen, to do stuff, to, to be connected, to, to maybe not go to a movie this week. Instead, I'm going to use that money to do this and do that. So, amen. I have a few minutes. If you have your Bibles, I just want to say a few words before we, we uh, kind of wrap this up for this morning. It's been great. How many of you already enjoyed being in God's house today? Amen. Hallelujah. It's always good to be in God's house, hearing good words. Um, Jackie, I just saw you right there. I told Heather, I said, oh, Jackie's here. I'm glad you're back. She had some surgery, and I'm not trying to embarrass you, but I just did. So anyway, well, we're just glad you're here and, and regaining some strength. And uh, amen. And I uh, also want to, before I start, I, I want to pray for Brother Leon. I, it just came to my attention this morning. Uh, you know, he's a brother. You know, how, many, how many loved Leon? Leon is faithful. This is a little different today. I know this is kind of like, a, you feel like, where are we going? But, but the Lord's just kind of giving me stuff. And, uh, you know, Leon is a faithful brother. He's here every Tuesday. Isn't that right, Frida? He's here every Tuesday praying with us, and, and, and he is faithful. My 10 years, I don't know if he's ever missed the Tuesday unless Jason's sick or he's out of town. And so today Jason is sick, and, and I just felt like, and Harley shared this with me, we should pray for Leon today. And Jason, amen. I just, he loves being here. And the Lord just said, just pray for this brother. He's a good man. Let's pray. Father God, all, of, all the people in this church, we are a family. We, we are a family, Lord God, and you are our father. And Lord, we pray for Leon today. Would you strengthen him? We thank you. Lord, he, he has a lot more patience than most of us. 
He's an amazing prayer warrior and a faithful man. Lord, bless him today. Strengthen him today. Lord, I pray Jason, Lord God, would, would uh, get well quickly and he would listen to dad. And Lord, he would just feel better soon. And Lord, we just pray a blessing over him today, over Jason and Leon, God. I know they want to be here. He loves being here, Lord. I just pray he would be lifted up right now. Lord, a, a smile. He probably has a smile on his face already. Let it get bigger. Because he knows, Lord God, that the family is praying for him and we're thinking about him right now. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. 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 Yeah, he's probably already smiling. You know, Leon. Yeah. Amen. All right. A few moments. Let's go to Luke chapter 10. I want to share a few things. I'm just going to share a few thoughts kind of in, uh, in, in, uh, in conjunction. I don't know if that's the right word. Conjunction is a connecting word. But uh, with last week. I want to connect last week with kind of today about realignment. Realign. You know, maybe this week something came up and you said, uh, Lord, I remember that message about realigning. I need to realign my thoughts, my heart, my desires, my area of giving. So realign. Luke chapter 10 is a bold verse. And this is a, 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 an amazing verse. And I want to read it together and point some things out in this. It says, he answered, verse 27, he answered, love the Lord your God. Let's say these key words together with all your heart. We know where that is. With all your soul. Now, let's stop right there. Your soul, students of the word, you probably know what soul is, right? That's your mind. That's your emotions. That's your will. Okay, so your soul is connected to your mind. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your, and with all your mind. I find it interesting that soul and mind being somewhat, somewhat similar are mentioned in this verse twice. Love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus practically says these four things. Love the Lord your God with all these things, these four things. But uh, mind and soul are connected. So he, he's saying how important our mind is. That we have to have the mind of Christ. Amen. We have to realign our thoughts. Our mind is something that we have to realign, let's be honest, daily. Maybe hourly, maybe even minute by minute. Uh, how many know it's really easy for our mind to drift? I could paint a picture right now. I could probably get us all thinking about the same thing. Think about the color blue. Water, right? Did anybody in this room think about yellow? No, right? How many know it's very easy for our mind to be persuaded or, or to, to be, we can easily say something and your mind goes somewhere really quick? Think about a, an island in the Pacific, and you're laying there, and there's a palm tree, and it's 80 degrees, and it's a beautiful day, amen, and, and there's no more bills. How about just, it's relaxing, isn't it? Yeah. Think about moving. Sorry, Jerry, Jr. <laughs> Think about that U-Haul truck and carrying boxes. How many of your mind can easily, you can, how many can feel what it feels like to move? I could say something like, think about a baked potato with garlic. Isn't it amazing how you don't even have a baked potato with garlic in front of you, but my mind can smell it? I can smell coconut. I can smell banana cream pie. I'm, I know what I'm doing is strange, but I'm getting somewhere. See, our mind is amazing, right? It's a tool. It's, it's, it's powerful. God created us, our mind. But the enemy knows that too. And so if he can get our mind thinking on something, he can get us quickly distracted from what God says in his word. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, 
in all your mind. Lord, realign our mind, amen? Our mind is something that we have to realign every day. My thoughts, who I think I am, who I know I am. Albert Einstein, who, according to history, may be one of the greatest minds ever, an amazing mind. Uh, if you do some of the study of, of what, he, what he understood and what he knew, he had an amazing mind, right? Some people have that gift. But he said this. He said, imagination is more important than knowledge. Imagination is more important than knowledge. He had a lot of knowledge, more than probably most of us will ever have. But he understood the power of imagination. He understood the, the, the power of, of, of thinking things, seeing things, having imagination, to have a creative mind. And, and that comes from the Lord, amen? God gives us the ability to imagine good things. Uh, and, and there's times in our life when it's easy to think things always thinking the worst. But God gives us the ability to have revelation even when we don't know the reason. And that revelation comes from our heart and it gets to our mind. Amen. It's kind of, it works from the inside out. It's, it's the ability to think about things even when you're in a tough place. Have you ever been in a tough place before? And in your mind, you have to start thinking about, think on these things, as God would say. Think on good things. Amen. Think about the Lord, how he can get you through storms. I, a long time ago, maybe it's been 15 or so years, but I used to travel more across the country for board meetings, for youth ministry, things like that. And so about once or twice a year, I would fly. We, I had to go to Los Angeles. It sounds funny to say I had to go, but it, Los Angeles is not my favorite place. I've been there way too many times. But I would go to Los Angeles probably for about 10 years. I would go there for meetings, and then we would go somewhere else, Florida, with our wives. It sounds glorious, but it wasn't as board meetings. But I remember I'd be on the airplane, and, and if you are like me, airplanes are not the most comfortable place. And I get to experience about a 15-hour flight here in three days. But I remember I would be 33,000 feet in the air, cramped between people. Sometimes, you know, someone's sleeping right next to me. I'm just afraid they're going to lean their head on me or something, right? And, 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 and so here I am on this little airplane, high above the earth. It's not a little airplane, but compared to the earth. Here we are, 33,000 feet in the air. I'm in this small plane, cramped in. But my mind, I could be in this situation, but I could put my mind on other things. I would start thinking about, as I was on my way home, I would already hear the, the sound of my girls as I would walk in the house. I could already imagine it in my mind. Matter of fact, I, I knew one time, I remember this, like I knew Heather was going to be making spaghetti with meatballs. And I love her meatballs. They're good meatballs. And, and so... As I'm on this plane, in a miserable place, in a situation, I could get my mind on other things. And it would get me through what I was going through. So I had that ability to get my mind on something else. I'm 30,000 feet. I was in a miserable, uh, a miserable place. But I was able to access pleasure. See, that's why he said, love the God, Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind. Everything that we do, we need to love God in all areas. Amen? But it's surrender. How many know it's surrender? I have to surrender. Because there will be times when you're not in a place where it's easy to think about good things. Church, this is a good time. When you're in the house of God, this, should be, this is an easy place to worship. Amen? It should be. It should be an easy place to say amen and to smile. But... 
there are things in life that aren't so fun. Let's talk about the dentist chair. Let's talk about work. Let's talk about you're working out on a treadmill. I don't know, whatever it is. There are places in life, doing your taxes, you know, driving on roads with potholes. But there are times in life that our mind is so easily distracted and detoured that we have to come back and realign our thoughts, and that happens through the Word of God. Amen? Amen. See, the woman, I think that the story with the woman of the issue of blood, I believe her mind was already on that healing. How many know? She saw Jesus coming. She knew, if I just touch him, I will be healed. Her mind was already made up. I'm going to touch him. I'm going to get to him. I'm going to press through the crowd. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Her mind was made up that no matter what, I am getting to Jesus. Her mind was determined. She could have easily thought in her mind, I can't do this. There's too many people. It's not going to work. And this and, and I'm not worthy, right? I have all this stuff. But her mind said, I am getting to Jesus. She had that mind. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, and this is a tough one to swallow for a lot of us. Chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. It says, be anxious for what? Has anybody in this room ever been anxious for anything? I am anxious many times. And it says nothing. Nothing about covers it all, doesn't it? God didn't leave a lot of room right here. He said, be anxious about nothing but in what? Everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Pray it through. Thank God for it. Amen. Make it known to God. This is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm struggling with. And, and begin to get your mind on these things that my God is able. My God is for me. And so it says, these are the results. And the peace of God. How many love the peace of God? Which surpasses, goes beyond all understanding. Here it is. Will guard your what? It's going to guard your heart. It's going to guard your mind through Christ Jesus. So that verse, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. And how does that happen? It happens by this, by in everything through prayer and supplication, right? Giving thanks to God. This is the way that we get to the place where we can start saying, God, realign my mind. Realign my mind by giving God thanks for everything. How many of this morning are just thankful for the air that you breathe? Amen? I'm thankful for my friends, my family, my life, everything. We have a lot of things that we can think about that we don't have. And it's easy for our mind to only think about those things. It's easy to go there, isn't it? How I many know it's easy to think about those things that makes us anxious? But we have to every day say, Lord, realign my mind. Let my prayer life, let my thanksgiving be made known to you. Known to you few more verses and we'll close in prayer. Romans 2, uh, 12, 2. I love this verse. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your Realign your mind. Transforming your mind. Do not, be, do not be conformed. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. 
See, this is the purpose for renewing your mind. This is a great purpose here. It's to get a picture. It's to get an image. It's to have that imagination to see the way God said you are supposed to live. It's beginning to see that. Begin to see the call that God has on your life. If you feel called to do something, begin to see it. You might not be there. You might be 33,000 feet up in the air, but begin to see God using you. Begin to see that person you're praying for. I see them walking to the altar, amen? Or I see that person who's sick that healed. Begin to think on these things. Renew your mind to see these things, amen? And then what happens is be anxious for nothing, knowing that God is in control, amen? I mean, I, I, I see it I, I, all the time when I pray in this church, I'm telling you on Tuesday mornings or Wednesday afternoons or Friday midday, whenever it is, I see this church full, rocking, alive. I see the roof coming off in the spirit, if I will. Amen? I see it. How many know I can see a lot of the other stuff? But I have to think on these things. Amen? Think on these things. The Bible says... God's ways are higher. God's ways and thoughts are higher because God thinks on another level. God thinks on another level than we do. He, he, he is God because he possesses information that we don't have. He possesses the information. When we want reason, God wants us to have revelation. Amen. There's a, and I think sometimes as a new Christian, or maybe been saved for 40 years, we can all go back to having this thought of, I need a reason. I need a reason. Why did this happen? But God wants us to have revelation. There's a difference between reason and revelation. Amen? Reason is something that has to be laid out in front of you. I need to see all of it right now, the facts. I need to see it. Like Thomas said, I need to see the scars. I need to see the nails. I need to see it. But the rest of the disciples say, no, revelation is Jesus walked through a wall. That's enough, amen? How many of you know, Jesus saved you and I. That's revelation that he is real, he is alive, and we have to know it and believe it, that he can do all things, that he has a plan for your life. In Proverbs 23, 7, the first part says this, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Hmm. As a person thinks in their heart, so is he. So what are you thinking about? Because what you think about what you ponder on. Now, listen, is it true that your mind can start drifting? Absolutely. But we have to say in Jesus' name, I pray. I take authority in the name of Jesus over these thoughts, over these, these images, over these, these things that pop into my head, over those dreams that are causing me to have sleepless nights. I take authority. I plead the blood. Amen. There's power in the name of Jesus. He went to the cross for a reason, didn't he? So that we could call upon the name of the Lord and to have the mind of Christ. Wednesday night, we watched this amazing video. I think it's amazing. It was by Christine Kane. We're going to do a series called Unshameful here on Wednesday night starting in May. And it's about how many people actually deal in the area of shame. And so now shame is this thought that they're not good enough. That for some reason, God says that your sin was too great. And it's, it's overcoming that, understanding who God says we are, amen, through him, not who we are through us. And we have to thank in our heart that God has a plan for our life. So let me, let me give you some illustrations. And I think I gave James enough time so I can wrap this up. Have you ever said things like this? Oh, this is the worst day ever. 
things couldn't get any worse. Or nothing ever good happens, nothing good ever happens to me. Ever said that before? Why do I always, why, why do bad things always happen to me? Or, or maybe people say, well, my life is over. I give up. There's no way this is ever going to get better. You ever say things like that? How many of we declare things all the time over our lives that God doesn't want us to declare? I just wish this day would end. Well, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come whatever may come. I, I, God's going to use it for his glory. See, it's, it's beginning to have that mind of Christ, right? Renew my mind. Realign my thoughts. I myself have to go to this all the time to the altar on this one. And thankfully, my wife's like, babe, you got to listen. You can't say that because I sometimes will say like, oh, it's never going to get better. And she'll say, well, you just preach on Sunday. It will get better. How many know it's so easy for our minds to go in a place that we don't intend it to go? And we have to every day, every minute of every day, probably, let's be honest, realign our thoughts. Realign. I'm going to close with this verse. Would you stand with me? I can, I can, I can read it while we stand. And this is out of the message translation. And I love this, this way the message writes this verse, translates it. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It goes like this. So we're not giving up. How many say that right now? That's a declaration. I am not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. (laughs) But on the inside, amen, where God is making new life. Not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. Amen. It might look like on the outside, things are a mess. But on the inside, God's grace is unfolding every single day. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times. Amen. The lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. Amen. I love the way the the, the message writes that. That. Even though on the outside things might not appear to be so great. How many, if we get our mind on Christ and, and we are in the word of God and, and, and we are just thanking him in all things, he begin to do that work in us, that, that growth happens. Church, there's nothing in my 10 years here, there's nothing that excites me more than when I see people growing in their walk with the Lord. Absolutely nothing. 100%. I can tell you, I, I, I like it when people do good things. I like it when people, like, do works. Believe me, I love it when people serve. That's all good stuff, serving and doing all that stuff. But when I see people get a hold of their calling, when I see people growing deeper in their life with God, when I begin to see people, you see the change. How many know it, it, it's a change? You can begin to see something happening. And, and so it, it's because on the inside there's a work happening. And nothing excites me more when I see people who once were just kind of going through, drifting around, and all of a sudden they begin to understand who they are. And they say, I don't have to live like this anymore. I don't have to be like this anymore. 
I don't have to, I don't have to be a slave to sin anymore. I don't have to give in to all those, those, those temptations anymore. I don't have to talk like I used to talk anymore. I don't have to live like I used to live anymore. It seems when you become, you, you, God is renewing your mind and you, 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 there's an identity change. And honestly, for some people, it's like an identity crisis. Because they're like, I don't know if I'm ready to, to do that, to be that. God said that you can do all things through him who gives you strength. And I want to close with this story. It's, it's an amazing story. It's found in your Bible. You, you all know it. I shared it yesterday with a group in Pakistan. It's the man by the name of Bartimaeus. And I say this because Jesus was walking to Jerusalem. You know the story. He's on his way to Jerusalem, right? This is his pilgrimage home. And he's with his beloved, his disciples. And the Bible says that he was going in front of them. He was, he was determined. And he, he, he went through some cities and he was well received. How many know he went to other places and he wasn't so received? But, and he goes through Jericho and, and, and not a whole lot is happening. Um, but it was Jericho where the women of the issue of blood was. It was Jericho where a lot of things had happened before. Now Jesus is walking through the city and on his way out. You remember there was a, a blind man begging every day his name is Bartimaeus and what I love so much about the story of Bartimaeus there's so much here but I want you to hear this part Jesus said to Bartimaeus and the disciples were saying like hey we're in a hurry we gotta get going we got plans we got stuff to do but Jesus is like stop he said I need to ask this man a question you remember what he asked Bartimaeus he said what do you want me to do for you I mean, isn't that the greatest question you could ever hear from Jesus? What do you want me to do for you? Now, he was God. He is God. And he already knew. But he asked them. And Bartimaeus said, what? I want to see. I want to receive my sight. Jesus says, your faith has made you well. Get up and walk. Get up and live. Get up and go. That's amazing. I mean, that's amazing. Here's the part of the story that I think sometimes we, we stop. We don't always, I love this part almost better than the other part is this. It says that after this happened, Bartimaeus got up and he followed Jesus down the road. So my question is, has God answered our prayer or your prayer before? Absolutely. Has God ever blessed you before? Absolutely. And sometimes I think when God does something good for us, it's easy for us to say, I got what I wanted. This is good. I'm going to stay right here. But what God is challenging us to do today is say, Lord, even when, when, when you've given me everything I could ever ask for or when you're in the process, I will follow you. I will go where you ask me to go. I will live for you. But I will go. I will follow you. And Bartimaeus said, I'm going to follow this man because this man has the answers to life. This is the one. And Lord, I pray today as we close this service. I pray right now, I just sense in my spirit, Lord, there's somebody here today that, that right now they, they, they are dealing with this area of anxiety, of maybe not feeling worthy. Father, I pray for that person right now. And we can pray for you after this is done, but I want to pray corporately in the name of Jesus. 
Father, for that individual, God, for those restless nights, for those thoughts that are not of you, God. In the name of Jesus, we plead the blood. We rebuke, we renounce, we refuse any lie of the enemy. Father God, that our mind can be made right in Jesus' name. We are sons and daughters of Jesus, of God. Uh, Lord, I thank you for your word that promises us, that tells us, and it also compels us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, that our minds can be in alignment with you. Over all sickness, depression, anxiety, hopelessness, go in Jesus' name. Go right now. Go right now for that person in this room that you're dealing with depression. I pray in Jesus' name that that depression would go right now in the name of Jesus, that it would leave that mind right now in Jesus' name. Give them the mind of Christ. Father, with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength, and with all of our mind, we will worship you. Align our mind with you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Bless this day. Bless our church as we move forward into greater things. I pray you would leave this place realigned, saying, okay, I'm drawing the line in the sand today. Amen? Maybe someone here today, you're like, that's it. I, I, I've, I've been living this way. I, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing the line in the sand. I'm going to start believing this. I'm going to start thanking on these things. Thank on the Lord. Thank on these things. And maybe this is your moment today. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this church. I thank you for our friends and family in this room. I thank you that you're, you're with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. When Monday morning hits, God, you're right there. When, when Thursday afternoon is dragging, you're right there. Whatever we go through this week, God, you're right there. And let us give thanks in all things. All things, God. Thank you for this service to be in your house. Bless our, our youth ministry, this fundraiser, God, this food we're about to eat. Bless it to the nourishment of our bodies. We pray a blessing over our, our young people who are raising money for camp. We thank you for the testimonies today, being in your house. In Jesus' name, give us a great day. Amen. Hallelujah.